Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and in turn model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey everyone, welcome to Shed the Shame. In today's episode, you'll be listening in on a training call that I did for women taking part in a weight loss coaching program. You'll hear excerpts of tips and tricks that you can apply to your life regardless of if you're on a health journey or not. So get your pen and paper out. You're going to need it. Without further ado, here we go. So today we'll kind of focus on the big ideas around how you might be self-sabotaging, getting you to identify how you are self-sabotaging your efforts day in and day out. There's likely some ways you self-sabotage that you aren't even aware of. So we want to kind of plant that seed. I like to use that analogy. Once you plant the seed or you, once you see it, you can't unsee it type of thing. And then you can point it out in your everyday life. And you have these aha moments all the time. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. So we're going to go over some of those things. And if you don't already have a notepad or paper and something to write with, that might be something good to grab because I'm going to be kind of asking you some things that you identify with. And we want it, and then I want you to write it down. And, and I want to see if you can find a trend on the ways that you tend to self-sabotage yourself. Because you're likely kind of aware of it, but you might not be aware of the triggers that maybe come before you self-sabotaging or getting a little bit deeper. I might, we'll see how long this goes, but likely in the future, we'll get a little deeper into why you self-sabotage because the first part is just identifying it, right? And seeing what you're doing, when you're doing it and becoming aware. Awareness is always the first step, okay? But then we want to dig a little deeper, like, why is this happening? Because when you understand why, it gives you the power to do something about it and put in some strategies to interrupt that behavior pattern, because that's what's happening. It's a pattern. It's a habit loop that keeps happening, and it's subconsciously happening. So you don't even realize you're doing it when you're doing it. I'm currently kind of in that awareness slash interruption stage of Um, a self-sabotaging pattern that I've identified in my life. And um, so I might refer to that here and there um, to kind of give you guys an example of, you know, what, you know, something you could pull from and kind of see like, oh, yeah. And it might be something that you also do, or you can kind of get an idea of something like that that you do. 
All right, so I'm going to go through about eight signs, um, and they're kind of umbrella ideas that you are self-sabotaging your efforts in your health journey. No shame. Don't feel bad. That's why we're here, okay, to learn and grow. All right, so the first one I have written down is not following your plan because you feel you don't deserve it. So again, we're going over signs that you self-sabotage your weight loss efforts. So if you identify with any of these, just give me a signal. So do you ever feel like you don't deserve to lose weight? You're not worthy. A lot of that worthiness, self-confidence stuff. And then you find yourself not following the plan. What some, this can look like is negative self-talk. And a lot of that negative self-talk that comes up like, oh, you're just going to screw this up again anyway. You're never going to be fit, you know, all that sort of stuff. That all comes down to worthiness and feeling like you don't deserve it. So that's one sign that you feel like, or one sign that you're self-sabotaging, okay? Another sign is you're constantly focusing on the negatives of all the things that you have to do on your journey instead of the positive outcome you'll get if you stick to the plan. So if this, this is, this is a big one, I think, because you might be like, oh, uh, working out is hard. I suck at it. Uh, meal planning sucks. I don't have time. Like if you're constantly focusing on how hard it is instead of the goal that you want to reach, that's another sign that you self-sabotage. All right. Here is the next one. You add stress to the process by avoiding meal planning, avoiding working out, being unprepared when you need to make healthy choices. So you end up making unhealthy choices. And the, the theme here seems to be procrastination and not being prepared. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a big one. Then it just adds on to more stress because you didn't meal plan. So now what are you going to do for supper tonight? Well, I'm just going to get takeout because what's the point anyway, right? So it kind of, you might start to notice that it starts out as procrastination and avoidance. And then it ends up being like you talk yourself into that not great of a plan because you practice negative self-talk. So you see how it starts as one thing and it evolves into another in order to convince yourself that, you know, you don't, you're not, you don't deserve to do it anyway because you screwed up by not meal planning. So you might as well just throw in the towel. That trends in that direction. That's huge um, signal of self-sabotage. Okay, the next one, you shame yourself or you make a big deal out of things that are minuscule and not detrimental to your overall goal. So let's say you've been doing pretty well and you have, oh my gosh, you have like a, a Christmas cookie or something or a little, a, you know, some kind of something that's not macro friendly. Let's say that. And you feel so ashamed and so guilty, and you make a big deal out of it, and you're shaming yourself, but overall, is one sugar cookie 
going to be the downfall of your health journey? No, it's not. So there's this shame cycle that people can fall into that is a a sign that you're self-sabotaging. And then if that keeps happening over and over again, you're adding stress and then you can start to procrastinate and avoid like we were talking before and it starts to funnel into that theme of procrastination and then focusing on the negative and then not following your plan at all because what's the point? So um, a lot of these go hand in hand. Okay. Oh, along with the shaming, this kind of goes with that one. Um, You punish yourself for quote unquote making mistakes or not following your plan instead of giving yourself grace or giving yourself a break when you need it. A good example that I can think of of this is it's even when like you're not exactly making mistakes, but you still like punish yourself. So let's say you like, you're not feeling well or something. You're not really, or you're very tired. This is a great one. You're very tired. So you're, you don't, you don't work out. And then the next day you're like, well, I'm going to do two workouts. I'm going to double it up because I screwed up yesterday and it's like a punishment. Right. And instead of saying, well, I was really tired yesterday. I deserved rest. I gave my body rest. That's what it was asking for. I needed that break. And so I took it. So when you change perspectives into honoring your body, instead of forcing yourself to follow a plan that doesn't necessarily mean you're always doing the best thing for your body, that's a sign that you self-sabotage. Because when you're always in that mode of, I have to do it this way, and if I don't, I need to punish myself or I'm not good enough, then you're going to continue to self-sabotage yourself. Okay, this is one that I do, (laughs) or I used to do a lot. You set unrealistic expectations for yourself and set yourself up for failure. So some of us perfectionists and like quote unquote overachievers, this is a classic sign of self-sabotage because this might be um, something that like if you identify as like type A personality or if you're like always organized and um, perfectionistic, you might relate to this. If you're someone who writes lists upon like to-do lists and lists, I see the smiles. You're like, yeah, that's me. If you guys could see my desk right now, it's ridiculous. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. I have like 20 (laughs) sticky notes with lists upon lists upon lists upon lists and more lists, green, pink, blue, you name it. I've got a pile over here from a few months ago. Let me just show you that. There's all of these. Like this, I'm not joking. This is totally me. So I will write, I've gotten a lot better about it, but I used to write a to-do list for the day and I'd be all ambitious. I'm going to get all of these things done today. And I'd get like one or two things maybe on that done. And then that evening or the next day, I would be completely, I would, I would just beat myself up on how I 
how could I not get my stuff done? I'm terrible. I'm lazy. I, I'm a procrastinator. But then what does that do when you keep telling yourself, you know, that you shame yourself? And if you keep telling yourself that that's who you are and what you do, then you do it more. And then you get in this mindset of avoidance and not doing any of it because there's this huge list and it's overwhelming. Of course, you can't get all that done. It's completely unrealistic, especially if, you know, you have kids running around at home and everybody's working from home and like school at home. Like it's, it's not going to happen, but yeah. So one of the with that is I have really practiced a lot of patience and grace with myself because now I know that I set myself up for failure when I make those big lists. Is it good to sometimes make lists so you don't forget things? Absolutely. But when it's in that frame of, I need to do all of this by today or I'm a failure, that's when you're self-sabotaging. Okay. So that's the difference. All right. Next one. You compare yourself to everyone else on a weight loss journey and put yourself down for not doing as well as them. This is, yes, this is so hard for women, especially because what are we bombarded with all the time? Perfect airbrushed celebrities and magazines and commercials and actresses and all of that stuff. And then it's also, it can be hard because some people really thrive in like a one-on-one environment because in a group environment, it feels icky to them because they tend to focus on how well everyone else is doing. And then if they're not doing as well, then what's the point, right? So you have to really be careful with what you allow yourself to, what you expose yourself to. Because if you're a person who tends to compare, you might need to build a boundary around that for a while until you catch some momentum. Otherwise, it, you'll self-sabotage yourself, okay? What, what do they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. One of the things that I did, because I did, you know, it's hard to not do that in different areas of your life, not just weight loss, but, you know, your career, you know, whatever. But one of the things, that you can do is you can shut people off. That's the boundaries I spoke about. Like, you know, I started unfollowing people that, you know, if, if they weren't an inspiration, if they were the opposite of an inspiration and I felt a little bit of resentment, then I'd be like, no, this isn't, this isn't serving me. But if, if there are people that you follow or stories that you follow or, or something like that, where it's an inspiration, then that can be motivating to you and not necessarily self-sabotage. So be careful because sometimes it can be inspirational in the beginning. And then over time, as they continue to be successful, you might grow. You might compare yourself because they've been growing and you haven't, or they've been, you know, they've been losing weight and you haven't or whatever it is. And then that might tip the scale back the other way. So take note of maybe some of the people or situations that you're comparing yourself to. And always remember, of course, that everyone's situation is different. But when you're in it, it's hard to remember that. All right. And the last one I have as a sign that you self-sabotage is you constantly self-criticize and have negative self-talk about how things are going. 
that's a, that's a big one. It's hard to think about that, but once you start identifying your own personal negative self-talk and the things you say to, to yourself on a daily basis, it's hard. It's, it's hard to not hear it anymore. So when I first started practicing paying attention to my negative self-talk, I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm a complete asshole to myself. Like that's exactly how I felt. And I was, that's exactly what was going on. It was terrible, the things I would say. And it was also eye-opening because I wasn't aware that I was saying those things to myself every single day, all day long. So, you know, imagine having a person that followed you everywhere you go and everything you thought or did or like everything you did, that person chirped something at you that was negative and they were just a complete jerk to you. What would happen to your self-confidence and your motivation and your energy and your happiness over the course of a lifetime or most of your adulthood if you constantly had that person putting you down? I mean, it's, it's verbal abuse. Like most of us are verbally, abu- verbally abusing ourselves day in and day out. And we, we don't even realize it because it's all in our head, right? That one, I, I talk about negative self-talk a lot because it's so important and it's such a key factor in shifting your perspective and your mindset and shifting your attitude to how you approach everything that you do. Even, I'll, I'll tell you, if you want to practice becoming aware of your self-talk, start paying attention to what you say while you're driving. <laughs> That's what I did <laughs> because... I, I'm a, like, I'm a defensive, I'm a good driver. I'm a defensive. I don't know if aggressive is the right word. I think aggressive is more for people who are kind of maybe scarier drivers, but I swear at people driving, I get irritated, but I never realized it until I started paying attention to the voice in my head. And then all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, like I'm swearing at a person I don't even know. They could be like, going to the hospital right now, or like something could be happening. And I have no idea what it's about. And it, I'm allowing that to bring my day down. Like what, what, why am I allowing that to happen? What purpose is that serving? None. But then the cool thing was, is now I identify more when I kind of drive like an asshole and then I, you know, I'm a little bit nicer about things. So, you know, you got to kind of, you got to go both ways with that. Right. Right. When I think I've got everything figured out and I work really hard on something, some crazy freakish thing comes out of the blue to interrupt my plan like every time. And so something that's helped me with that has been changing my perception around what's happening. And what I mean by that is I used to, and still sometimes, and then I catch myself, Mm -hmm. think exactly the same way as you're describing. Like, well, of course, I freaking figure all this out. And then this wrench gets thrown into everything. And it's making it impossible for me to continue. So I might as well freaking quit. It must be a sign that I am not meant to do this. And in actuality, you know, now how I view those little hiccups is their little hiccups. And really, they're kind of, they happen to almost test your resolve, test to see like, 
is she really committed? Is she really going to do it? Or when the going gets tough, is she going to say, screw it? Like, how bad do you want it? And, like, that just happened to me this this past week, like the past, I don't know, five, six days or something. I I can be quite the nerd, as you guys know from all my sticky notes. And I created this spreadsheet for, like, basically, like, my business, my content, like, what I'm going to post. Like, it's beautiful, you guys. It is, like, so beautiful. I, like, spent a long time on this. I think I started it last week on Tuesday. I created this spreadsheet, and it's got everything. Like, it's even got, like, little drop-down menus. You guys, it's gorgeous. So, anyway, what happened Towards the end of last week, just a few days after I create this masterpiece, my computer completely takes a shit. It dies. Like, won't even turn on. And I've only had it a year. Like, I've got, like, a MacBook Pro. I've got, like, the best computer. I'm like, what is happening? What happened? Like, oh, I just figured all this out. Like, of course, it's in Google Docs, so it's safe. Like, it's in the cloud. It wasn't, like, you know, on my Mac itself. But... The same thought crossed my mind. I'm like, of course this would happen right when I get my shit together. My computer dies. Like that's the biggest like slap in the face ever, right? Figure out your life and your business in this document that you spent hours on on your computer and your computer gives you a big middle finger. So at first, you know, I I started kind of going back into my old habits of like, well, screw it. Like I'm not going to follow the plan that I made. I'm not going to... Obviously, you know, I'm not supposed to do that, you know, all that stuff. And then I was like, but then something different happened. I checked my, you know, I started to freak out a little bit and panic a little bit. But then I was like, you know, like it's, it's in Google Docs. It's all good. You know, my computer can be fixed, like whatever, like it'll be good. I'll just like take the necessary steps. Is this going to like take more time out of my day than I wanted to? Yeah. But what I then realized was like, oh, I organized everything in this Google Doc. I don't even really need my computer because I have it done. I did it. I I have it done. So like, I don't really need it. I was anxious to like, look at my beautiful masterpiece on a big screen of my computer, but like I didn't technically need it. So I started to shift my perspective and as soon as I did that, the process to getting my computer, like the next morning, it charged back up and it, it was running okay. It had rebooted and updated and I still brought it in. I ran the test. Everything was fine, but I still had to get, you know, my, my screen uh, fixed. And I found out my screen was under warranty and it was getting, they were replacing my, my screen for free. So I was like, hey. Like this happened for me. I got a new screen for free. So yeah, and you know, that can be cliche. I'm like, well, look on the bright side, which sounds kind of lame and, you know, cliche, (laughs) obviously. But what is this hurdle teaching you? Like, what's the lesson here? You always want to kind of go back and say, well, what's the lesson? Because shit happens, right? the more important thing is, well, what did you learn from it? So then how is that going to, you know, make things easier, better next time around or right now, even, because I can tell you 
five years ago, I still would have had my negative pissy attitude and I would have been in the worst mood about all of this. But for some reason, well, not for some reason, because I've completely retrained my brain and my mindset, things went smoothly. I was grateful for things getting fixed and like it happened and it ended up not being the end of the world. Whereas five years ago, I would have been really cranky about all of it and telling everybody how bad it sucked, right? What can you learn from what's going on, which I know is really hard to do, especially with like health stuff and surgeries and things like that. You know, it might be a really good time for you to slow down and give yourself some time and some space to have a different perspective. Like the situation you're in is legitimately forcing you to stop everything and slow down, right? You know, maybe if we look at that as a gift. So what can you do with that space and that time that you've been given that you probably wouldn't have done or would have pushed off to the side or not made time for had this not occurred? When you're forced or even not, not force, but when you surrender and accept like kind of what's going on and what you can do about it. And you watch two movies. Like, I think that's amazing. Like that was exactly what you needed, exactly what your body needed. It's exactly what your mind needed just to rest. And when you surrender to that and surrender to what your body is telling you to do, what happens, like something better than expected happened, right? So you're like, oh, okay. You know, I think it'd be a great idea to reflect on that and even, you know, maybe journal a little bit about like, you know, why was, you know, why was that such a pleasant surprise and how did it feel to have that be a pleasant surprise and how can you harness that feeling? You know, maybe that's your opportunity to take note, like, okay, like how can I sprinkle a little bit of this, like surrender and relaxation type of self-care like maybe that's something that you need and will actually propel you forward into some better results that could be something to take away but yeah reflect on that journal about it and see what comes up for you and and tune into like how you're really feeling about the situation and try to look at it from a different perspective. And I think you did some of that. So that's really good. You're learning how to face big hurdles like this. And, you know, you're learning how to, you know, when those hurdles come, like now you've got another tool in your back pocket, like, oh, okay. Yep. When shit happens, I know that it's not going to ruin my life and ruin my progress. Actually, I know how to take it in stride and figure things out. And I know from experience that it's going to be okay and I'm not going to ruin everything. Instead of saying that all that negative self-talk of, oh, I might as well just give up. This is never going to work. Bad things always happen to me and I can never you know, do everything right. And, you know, whatever else is going on in your head. All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies. That was a great call. Have a wonderful holiday. Okay. Good night. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. 
If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support.